You're listening to the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast, the place where women leaders, founders, and CEOs come to break free from binge eating so they can have more peace, energy, and make a bigger impact while enjoying the foods they love. Hi, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're talking about does intuitive eating solve binge eating? Now, most people think that intuitive eating solves binge eating, but this could actually be hurting you. But I get it. Everyone says, you know, intuitive eating will solve binge eating. So it's easy to believe. Yet if intuitive eating solved binge eating, then everyone who did intuitive eating would no longer binge eat. And we know that's not the case. In fact, if you keep believing that intuitive eating solves binge eating, and keep trying to implement it without changing your self-image, you could actually wind up gaining more weight than ever. And this is something that I've seen, you know, in forums, online, again and again. And, you know, you might find yourself frustrated and regretful that you ever embarked on the intuitive eating journey. But notice that I did say, if you keep implementing it without changing your self-image. So, One thing I, you know, want to make sure that is clear is that this is not saying don't do intuitive eating. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is that anything that you try to do without having the self image that aligns with the result that you want will often fall flat until you lock in that identity, that self image. So you know how you can solve binge eating and lose weight is by shifting your priority from doing intuitive eating to building the self-image of the kind of eater you want to be from the inside out. Once you have that identity, then, you know, almost anything you try is going to work for you. Look at those who seem to naturally and intuitively eat easily when they're hungry, stop when they're full, you know, eat moderate portions, indulge when they want without guilt. They never seem like they're in a battle with food or their weight. And when you look at these people, you'll notice that their behaviors are just natural. It's just coming out of them. So if you want to behave a certain way on the outside, when it comes to your food, you must build that person on the inside. So it starts with this one thing, which I've mentioned a number of times already, self-image. If you see yourself as an effortlessly healthy eater at a deep core level, then you can't help but act that way. And the best part of it is that it feels natural to you, like a natural extension of who you are. You know, just like if you squeeze a lemon, you get lemon juice and not apple juice. When you have the self-image of the person who has the weight and feels and behaves the way that you desire, that's what comes out of you. I have three steps that I teach my students from pillar one inside Eat With Balance, and it helps you change the way you see yourself in relationship to eating. And there's five more ways of doing this inside Eat With Balance, which we don't have time to go into in this short episode. But I'm sharing the best three right now so that you can start the process of making these long lasting shifts that will have your eating behaviors naturally be aligned with your weight loss goals so that you can feel freedom, ease and peace with your food and with your body. Step one is to recognize that you can't do what you're not. You know, again, everything stems from your identity. Um, This has been shown um, in many places 
the author whose name is escaping me right now, um, the habit author, oh, Atomic Habits, James Clear, he talks a lot about this. When you're struggling to implement things like, for example, intuitive eating or anything that you want to implement, um, whether it's going to work out, you know, regularly, moving your body regularly, taking walks, um, moderating your indulgences, anything, you know, any behaviors that you want to implement and you're struggling to implement these things, it's not because you're flawed, lack willpower, or that you're a bad person. It's because you just don't have that self-image yet. Smokers smoke. They don't wake up and wonder whether or not to have a smoke. Non-smokers don't get up and debate whether or not to smoke. They just simply don't smoke. And what you do is based on who you are on the inside, meaning your self-image. This is not about your character um, or you know anything involving morality or anything like that. It's just the programming. What is that programming that is inside of you that is leading to your behaviors? You know, think back to your childhood and the things that, you know, you saw your parents do um, or the things that you heard as a child. These things are more than likely still playing out today in many of your behaviors. You know, maybe there's certain areas that you healed and you reprogrammed, but then there's other areas that you might still see patterns showing up. Those patterns come from our programming. Step two, imagine that you already have your desired healthy weight and ask, what is that person's self-image? So this requires putting yourself in those shoes. This requires accessing that imagination that you once had as a child. You know, when you would dream about going to the moon or imagining what your future profession or career would be, it really asks of you that you step into that right brain, the seat of the imagination, and just imagine and wonder and be curious, like what would, you know, once I already have my desired healthy weight, freedom and peace with my eating, what is that person's self-image? How does that person see herself? And if you really do this adequately, you'll start to feel something inside of yourself free up. You'll start to feel lighter. You'll start to feel this sense of positive optimism, even if it's just a moment, right? Because again, our programming right now, your programming may not be matching that person's identity, right? And so you may only be able to go there for a moment right now, but that's enough because All you need to do is just to crack that door open a little bit so that you can start to access, again, just the imagination. Your subconscious brain, whether you know it or not, does not know the difference between, you know, real and imagined. And so when you can start to go there in your imagination and you can go there for longer periods of time and allow yourself to feel good while you're doing it, that right there, that alone could be the entire process in in itself, to be honest with you. But a lot of us need a little bit more than that, myself included, I needed more than that. And so that's why we're going to keep going here. But don't underestimate the power of just your imagination. You know, this is something that is used by scientists, you know, Albert Einstein used the imagination and the subconscious mind. Um, to create so much and to access so much creativity and solutions. So don't sleep on this. <laughs> don't sleep on the imagination. But step three, 
is now, you know, once after you've done that, determine what is her internal self-talk. So that version, that future version that has the desired healthy weight, the relationship with food, the freedom, the peace. Now determine what is her internal self-talk? What is her dialogue? What is her narrative? What are the stories that she tells herself? What are the beliefs that she has? Now, if you're thinking, well, if I knew that, then, you know, I wouldn't need these tools. And I get it, you know, again, if you don't have that identity yet, you may not be familiar with that. But also notice that your brain wants to keep you safe and in the status quo. So there's a part of your brain that's trying to stop you from even going there. When you start to imagine your brain is probably giving you sensations of discomfort and sending off alarm bells like, no, you know, this is not the the status quo. This you're getting out of your comfort zone because your brain wants to keep you in that comfort zone because that comfort zone is safe to your brain. Your brain thinks that you're dying when you start to step out of that. So even something as simple as starting to imagine your life different can really, for those of you who are you know, highly sensitive like myself, it can literally feel like crazy chaos going on in your body in that moment just by simply imagining your life differently. So I get this, but please know that if you're if you're noticing this, that actually means that you're on the right track, okay? And so if you can hold space for those sensations that are going off and just ride them out and just, um, you know, talk to yourself, talk to your brain, tell your brain, thank you. I know you're just trying to keep me safe and I'm okay. And take a deep breath, let it out and allow yourself to imagine what that self-talk and stories would be. Now, here is a hint. When you're first getting started with this, you can totally make this up. Even if you're just making it up, and even if it at this point feels completely like you're just lying to yourself, that's okay. That is enough to get you started. For many of my students, you know, when they first start out on this path, the very first things that they say is, you know what, right now, I I just don't believe it. I don't believe these, this self-talk. I don't believe these words that I'm saying to myself. But by the time that they get to the end of the process, the tune changes. (laughs) You know, I think back to my student, Lisa, who said, you know, Once it clicks, you can't unsee it. So that's what you're looking for. You're looking to keep doing this, to be repetitive, to be relentless, to use, you know, just that repetition and build it in as a habit until you get that click. Because when that click happens, then you start to realize, okay, I can do this. I can change this. I can shift this. And so um, it's okay if you're just making it up at first and you don't believe it yet. It's okay. Again, your brain doesn't know the difference that your subconscious rather doesn't know the difference between, you know, reality and imagination. And when you do something repetitively, when you say something to yourself over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, eventually that becomes your reality. It's decision time. Do you want to keep relying on intuitive eating? to solve binge eating despite seeing your weight gradually go up? Or do you want to become the person who has the self-image of an effortlessly healthy eater? And again, this is not about, you know, intuitive eating is wrong or bad or anything like that. It's a matter of putting the cart before the horse. Anything that we do 
without also integrating that self-image to align with the results that we desire, often will fall flat. Often we'll be able to do it for so long, but then eventually fall back into those old behaviors. So when we want to create lasting changes, we must work from the inside out because you're probably starting to realize what you're doing in your life right now is a result of your current self-image. And this goes for myself as well. This is this goes for all of us. What do you want to do? Do you want to keep beating your head up against the wall whether you're, you know, you keep trying to do intuitive eating or you keep trying to do keto or you keep trying to do Whole30 or you keep trying to do, you know, Weight Watchers or whatever it is that you keep trying to do, or do you want to become the person who has a self-image that allows you to do whatever it is that you want to do and get the results that you desire and quite frankly, the results that you deserve, So if you are in that second group, if you're one of the ones who wants to, you know, um, build that self-image of an effortlessly healthy eater, eater, drop me a DM on Instagram and let me know. And if you want to be notified when we open the doors to eat with balance, it's opening again soon in January. Go ahead and grab a spot on the wait list at rashandiates.com slash eat with balance wait list. And thank you for listening. And I will catch you on another episode of the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have gained any value from this episode or from the podcast in general, then I would really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes. It is such a big help. It helps me to reach more people. And If you did gain any insights, I would love to hear your takeaways and how you're implementing these tools. Over on Instagram, you can follow me at Rashandi Yates and send me a DM and let me know what you are using, what you're taking away from the episode, what your ahas are, things that you're seeing differently. I love having conversations with you over there. And until next time, I'll catch you on an episode, on on another episode. Bye.